Hey everyone, welcome back to the Austin Police Association podcast. This is Christopher Irwin here. Today I've got Senior Police Officer Jessica Garner and Chief of Police for the Austin Police Department, Robin Henderson. Wow. Thank you for coming on, Chief. I really appreciate it. Sir, my honor and privilege. Yes, ma'am. Jessica, I'm going to turn this over to you and let you all go and let's, let's see where this conversation takes us and go from here. All right. Thanks, Christopher. Uh, first, thank you, Chief, for doing this. Uh, oh, we you're welcome, man. Really appreciate it. And I know the membership is going to be super excited to hear from you. Um, this is kind of a full circle moment for me. Um, it's a privilege to sit here next to you. Um, I'm sure you remember even pre-cadet Garner um, sitting across the table from you as your newly assigned mentee in the Women's yes, Mentorship yes. Program, asking about 10,000 questions. Um, super excited, ready to get started, um, to be a police officer at, at this department. And, um, it is with immense gratitude that, um, I sit here next to you and have this opportunity to let everybody in this department know a little bit more about you as a person, about you as our leader and, um, I think that we are at a really special time in this department. Um, Obviously, as a woman in this profession, to see somebody climb the ranks in the way that you have is just um, about as aspirational as it can get. So um, so let's get going here. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I kind of wanted to start with just kind of, you know, your your early days and as, you know, a young patrol officer in the city of Austin, did you ever see yourself sitting in this top spot and leading this department? Oh, wow. Well, first, let me just thank the Austin Police Association for inviting me here today. Like I said, it's a tremendous honor and privilege, and thank you for taking the time um, to have these discussions, um, not just with me, but I know it has resonated uh, with the with the officers, all of the podcasts that have been previously done. So thank you for for doing that. Um, and Officer Gardner, I could not be more proud proud of you. So please know it was uh, it's with uh, distinct pride um, and pleasure to be interviewed by you today. So just the mere fact that you've had just as many successes that I've had. Um, I look forward to you continuing in the organization and doing great things. So thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, did I ever, well, I'm sorry, now I forgot the question. No, no, that's fine. Um, I, ca- I kind of sprung it on you okay, there. All right, um, okay, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, you know, I imagine. Oh, my early days. Yeah. I think about, you know, myself as, mm-hmm. gotcha. you know, this, this first day patrol mm-hmm. officer um, running around Ida sector, just, you know, trying to do everything correctly, trying to, you know, you know, be the best police officer I could possibly be. And, um, you know, also thinking like, you know, where, you know, where am I going to go in this organization? What am I going to do? So I'm curious if, you know, in your early days, did you ever envision yourself sitting in this you know, top spot, being on the fifth floor, being a chief. I mean, this is a huge accomplishment. So, yes, absolutely. It, it, it is. But please note, when I started back in 1997, Cinco de Mayo, 1997, uh, moving here as a single mom, just needing a truly really needing a job. Um, and, I, and I could go into like, 
how I even got to the APD, but um, I can tell you this. When I first started, no, I just wanted to graduate. I needed to make sure I graduated. I had a kiddo. He was about three and a half. And um, I, first of all, because I, I was a teen, it was a teenage pregnancy, so I was got pregnant at 19 years old. And so please know it just didn't resonate well with the family. Sure. Um, so nonetheless, when I decided to come to APD, it was my dad who said, um, you're going to go sign up to be a, either an Austin firefighter or Austin police officer. And the Austin police department called me first and then fire called me about two weeks later, but I had already committed with APD. But nonetheless, I moved here from El Paso not knowing anybody. I literally did not know anybody. I had a distant cousin that lived here, but I didn't know I didn't know them. And so my primary goal was I'm just going to do everything I can to make sure I graduate. I didn't want to disappoint my my family uh, again um, by not succeeding there. But nonetheless, it I didn't go into uh, this field ever believing I would be a chief. So so understand this is a, it wasn't on the it wasn't on the list from from the onset. Uh, it it just organically I guess happened over over time. But really, I'm still kind of shocked. <laughs> You're going to have to edit out my laugh. I don't know how many times. Um, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. But like I said, I, I'm i going to do the best I can with the opportunity that I've been been given. I, I just don't want to. What are the odds? You know, and I think that's such an important thing for people to remember that, you know, coming to this job, your opportunities are endless. And the way that you grab onto those opportunities, the way you put yourself out there, the way that you, you know, get in situations that, you know, are outside your comfort zone. You don't have to show up to APD day one of your cadet class and be the president, be the best, be the fastest, be the smartest. You don't have to be the the patrol officer that comes out and is just, you know, killing it up one side and down the other. This is a process that you can organically grow in. And as long as you stay committed to the reason that you took this job, ultimately, to protect and serve, your opportunities are endless. And I think that is such a cool thing about this job and about this department. You don't have to have fancy degrees. You don't have to have, you know, all these, like, shiny accomplishments in your past. You can be a person that needed a job because they had a set of circumstances in front of them that required it. And as long as you show up and you put your best foot forward every single day, you will find success. And you may even find it all the way to the top. And I think that is such a cool thing about this job. Yes. In this organization. So, Uh, yeah, absolutely. um, Absolutely. I hope that there are people out there listening that recognize that they don't have to be the best person in whatever room they're sitting in to ultimately reach every single goal that they set for themselves. I would agree. I would agree. But I I will say you have to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Hard work beats talent all day, all day long. And if you are not putting forth the effort, then an opportunity might come, but you're not prepared. And so you 
don't want to put yourself in a situation to where um, you miss out on an opportunity or in you're given an opportunity and you don't succeed at it because you didn't prepare yourself. And so I would say you have to be intentional about taking on those those tasks or those things that you don't feel comfortable with and not being afraid to challenge yourself. It's okay if you don't know. It's okay if you don't know how to do it. But as soon as you become consciously aware that this is something that you're lacking in, then you have to be intentional about improving your improving yourself. And don't be afraid to say, hey, I don't know or I need help. You'd be surprised how many people are just willing to help you and pass on their knowledge and skill set. But if they don't know that you need it, then they don't even know to provide it to you. But it's out there. And I think that, um, you know, that kind of reminds me of a moment that, you know, you and I had when, um, you know, I was presented with an opportunity and, you know, I didn't feel like I had enough time, experience, um, kind of organizational awareness to know if that was the right opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. So I could have sat there and kind of you know, spun spun the wheels of my own brain trying to come to a conclusion that I really wasn't necessarily fully informed to make. Um, so I reached out to you and I said, hey, chief, I have this opportunity. What do you think? And, you know, that helped me make what ultimately became the right decision and to take that opportunity. So, you know, reaching out to, you know, People, whether they're formal mentors, informal mentors, people you trust, your peers, you know, leaning on each other and leaning on those that you respect and that um, can give you good guidance can really mm-hmm. help you, you know, develop in in this career. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And always look for opportunities to share that that information, have those conversations. And like you said, whether it's formal or informal, just having somebody that you look up to, that you trust, that you know is just going give it, to give it to you, to, give it mm-hmm. to you straight. Um, now, if it doesn't make you feel good, that's, o- that's, <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's okay. And if it makes you feel good, that's great, that's great too. But somebody that's just going to be honest and, and direct. Mm-hmm. But then also that you know that they're coming from a good place. They're coming from their heart and they're coming from a place of care um, and wanting you to 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 do to do well, and just being, um, you have to solicit that feedback and that that input. Like I said, sometimes people don't know that this is an outstanding item or something that you're working on, and so just being intentional about letting people know what your goals and aspirations are, um, and then when the opportunity is there, strike. So speaking of goals and aspirations, kind of um, more globally here. Um, what do you hope to accomplish in this next year as as the chief here at APD? If you could see two, three things right. on December thirty first of December of twenty twenty four, you know what would what would those be? <laughs> that's a, whew, that's a that's a long list, but <laughs> um, but I, I can start with this. I want to be intentional about valuing all of our employees, all of our staff. Um, we've all been through challenging times throughout uh, throughout the years, particularly, you know, starting in 2020, um, COVID and ongoing protests and riots and indictments. Um, but understand this has been a journey 
for everyone here at the organization. So just not just our sworn personnel, but also mm-hmm. our civilian personnel. And so letting everyone know that I value them, I value their resiliency, and letting them know, hey, we're all in this together. There's nobody here at the organization that's immune from from what's going what's going on. Sure. And so just making sure that everybody in the organizations knows that they're appreciated, they're valued, they're supported, um, and and we're going to collectively power forward in a positive direction together and making it a, a space to where everybody uh, wants to con- contribute, wants to put their ideas and um, share their thoughts and not feel as though nobody's going to listen to me or that idea isn't going to gain traction because I'm civilian or I'm, I'm a lower rank in the organization. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I want everybody to know that they, they are valued. Um, so it, I speak on that because it goes to employee wellness. Mm-hmm. I want people. I want people to come to work and be happy that they're coming to work. I want them excited. I get to go to work today, and I want them excited about coming to work at the Austin Police Department. It is a fantastic organization, due primarily in part because of the fantastic people that work here. And so, just like I said, making sure people know that they're they're valued. I would also like to see our. Our recruiting and staffing for our sworn improve. Sure. This is shocking, I guess, if you will, for lack of a better term. Shocking that our sworn staffing levels are as low as they they are. And we continue to attrit. Mm-hmm. And it is it is a tall ask for our, our sworn staff understand our civilians do have to take on more, too. But primor- primarily our sworn staff that are out there day to day, day to day, day to day, doing their best that they can to serve our Austin community. Who deserves it? Mm-hmm. They deserve nothing but the highest quality of policing services. They do. But that shortcoming is not because of the officer and the quality of the officer and their professionalism or their dedication to serve our Austin community. It's merely the fact that we there are so few of us to to do it. Yeah, and I think that's such an important distinction. The quality of our people are are not why the citizens of Austin aren't receiving the highest level of police services. It's Correct. just physically impossible with the numbers. Like, you know, I always like to say that math isn't mathin'. And, and that math doesn't math, you know. Like, that's a technical term. Yeah, that, that is. Um, yeah, I do have one of those fancy degrees, and that is a technical term. But yes, and so as the city grows, of course, we're over uh, a million. Where I believe we're at a million point two within the incorporated. Wild. I know within the incorporated city limits, and we have. Uh, and that less doesn't than, even amount. Like think about all the people that drive in every, every day, day. Mm-hmm. or for special events. Yes, absolutely, these, you know, kind of internationally known. Things that we host, like yeah, it's just the the list is endless and it keeps growing. Yes, and it keeps growing, you know. And so to have less than fifteen hundred officers here um, at our organization, that's that's a tall ask for our officers um, to have have this high level of expectation when there just aren't the the officers to to do it. Yeah, not because the quality, right? The quality and the professionalism is there. It's just in a super limited mm-hmm. resource. I would and say so, the quality and professionalism is, you know, um, probably the best it, abs- of anywhere. Ab- absolutely. Anybody that interacts with other law enforcement agencies with any regularity, they come in contact with an APD officer and they can't believe it. I know. 
So, you know, I think it's a huge testament to, you know, not only our recruiting staff, you know, and the hard work they do, but also to our, you know, training academy and then, you know, kind of the culture of, of the department of the department. in and of itself that, Absolutely. you know, we don't tolerate anything but the highest level of, of professionalism, respect, dignity, all those things that, you know, mm-hmm. are, you know, really ingrained in us Absolutely. as we're becoming police yeah. officers from, for this yeah, city. From the yeah. onset. Yeah. From the onset. And so because I've been in law enforcement for 20 Six years. I know. I'm going to settle down, folks. I know. <laughs> um, and also being in, in training for as many years as I did, mm-hmm. it just gave me an opportunity to, because we always would have to see, you know, let's go see how they do it here. Let's go see how they do it there. How can we improve on what we're what we're doing? So it gave me an opportunity to have contact with other organizations, other police departments, other training mm-hmm. um, academies and see how they see how they do things. And so most times than not, we were far in advance of what other police departments were doing, far in advance of what other training academies were, were doing. And so when I speak to the quality of the officers that we have at our organization, it's not just this um, uh, kind of like made up standards. Yeah, seen it. yeah, I've seen it. I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yes. So sometimes it's just unfortunate that we aren't recognized for the phenomenal, phenomenal officers that we have at our organization. And like I said, it's from it's from the onset. It's not you get here and then we work on you later. No, it's from it's essentially from orientation from mm-hmm. from day one. And the, to even make it to orientation, you have to mm-hmm. you know have established that you are of the highest quality. Quality, absolutely. Um, and, you know, kind of speaking in terms of recruitment, um, I know you're a huge advocate for the 30 by 30 program, Absolutely. which obviously, you know, as a, a female officer, um, I also, you know, love this initiative and um, actually had the opportunity at, at your suggestion to to start joining these webinars put on by um, NYU for um, kind of advancing women in policing. Same. Absolutely. Um, and you know, obviously the research is there that, that supports the, you know, the kind of increase in, you know, females in the profession. But um, like, what, is, what drives you? What's your passion associated with, with that initiative personally? Wow. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Um, please understand. We, we need everybody. We need sure. we yeah. need everybody yeah. to, <laughs> to come apply. Come on, come on. But but a community is more trusting of a police department or a workforce that is reflective of them. So right now, women at APD we only make up about ten percent of the organization, which is actually below the national average twelve percent. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, considering we're we're a leading agency See? in so many ways. Yes. Um, Yes. And yeah, I'd like so, to see us kind of yeah, jump into that. Absolutely. Well. And if and if half of the community is male mm-hmm. and the other half is female, mm-hmm. how about we have a, a workforce that is more mm-hmm. reflective, that is more supportive of the actual community in which in which we serve. Now understand that that fall along along falls along the lines of all of our all of our demographics, whether it's uh, race based or whether it's gender sure. gender based, but that's a huge disparity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge disparity yeah. from from what our Austin community uh, uh, is the, the 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 composition of it sure. when it comes to when it comes to gender. And first first of all, I am an advocate for anybody who is willing to step up and serve. 
wow, um, particularly in Austin. Sure. Wow. The scrutiny, the standard, the expectation is exceedingly is exceedingly high. I will tell you this. I also believe, just me and my experience at the organization, I don't know that if I were in private sector that I would have gotten as fair of a shake, if you will, for, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. as fair as a shake um, in private sector when it comes to opportunities, advancing in the organization. I I just don't think I, mm-hmm. I would have been afforded that, that opportunity. So APD has been uh, a, a platform or a catalyst for me to feel as though I am I'm I'm valued mm-hmm. and hey if you strive and you work hard you will achieve maybe small segments in my in my career I felt as though maybe I'm not quite being quite supported as mm-hmm. I believe I should be mm-hmm. but for the most part I I have and so when I see the successes mm-hmm. that females can have at our organization mm-hmm. that's what drives me when I see the I've had, an, like I said, I've had an opportunity to be out at training. So when I see women that start here at the organization and they're, uh, you know, a little timid and don't know, mm-hmm. and then the next thing I see them, they've gone through eight months of training and they're graduating and they have their little peacock, <laughs> peacock feathers out, um, and they're ready to take on, take on the world. That is, that is what drives, that is what drives me. Is that, wow, here is somebody who is willing to lay down there, lay down there. Life. They're in a male-dominated workforce mm-hmm. already, but they're really to sac- sacrifice themselves to keep our community safe. Go on, girl. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And so just making sure that um, we're supportive. Like I said, we need as many police officers as we can, but when it comes to women and what they bring to an organization and what they bring to a community, it's just different. It is. Just different, mm-hmm. but it's needed. And so. I will say, you know, if there is anybody listening to this podcast that isn't an APD officer and you're a, a woman considering, you know, joining this field and are considering our department, um, I have to say that I personally have had just an incredible experience here um, as a as a woman. I've never felt um, discriminated against. I've never felt like I had a lack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It all came down to you know, my will and my dedication and um, my ability to to improve. Right. And, you know, those things are universal. So um, and I always say, like, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, And I (laughs) I fully believe that. Um, So, you know, this this is a a great place to be a woman in law enforcement. Absolutely. And I don't know that everybody else can say that about their department. So absolutely. um, Mm -hmm. So that that's an important thing for everybody to know. Yes. And so I would I would just say to uh, anyone who is thinking about joining APD, that's APDrecruiting.org. APDrecruiting.org. At join APD. So if there is any kind of hesitancy or, you know, not quite sure if this is right for you, then take that leap of faith. Reach out to someone, head over to our recruiting offices, just pop in. They're there, standard business hours, and start that dialogue and start that conver- conversation. But if you don't do the click on the on the website, if you don't get yourself up and, and go, then it's uh, you, you never know what, you've, what you might have missed out on. Exactly. So just do it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I know we kind of touched on this with, um, you know, kind of your goals for mm-hmm. for the department over the next year with, you know, ensuring employee wellness through, you know, yeah. showing their that they're valued. Um, and then also, of course, our recruiting um, mm-hmm. and staffing um, challenges that everybody knows about. But outside of those, what would you say your biggest challenge has been right. kind of in these, you know, kind of first few months on the job or do you anticipate the challenge to be an ongoing challenge? Mm. You know, heavy heavy is the head that wears the crown. And, um, yeah. you know, while I know a lot of us think it'd be a, a cool job to have, it's not an easy one. It is. It is not an easy one, but that is okay. That is okay. Resiliency. I can tell you that I need taking over as chief was unexpected. I will tell you that unexpected um but like i like i said earlier when the opportunity comes you gotta be ready now was i anticipating the series of um just tragedies in the room and i'm gonna try not to get teary-eyed i'm not gonna do it no was not anticipating that the number of critical incidents that have occurred since i've um been interim chief was not this is on it's unfortunate it's 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 Unfortunate how many unprecedented. It's almost like how many more times can we say that word at this point? At this point in the negative. I'm ready to say unprecedented in the positive. Right. But unprecedented in the the negative where it's another tragedy or another uh, critical incident or. uh, I mean, we experienced the most tragic. I know. I know. Weekend that you could even. And then, mm -hmm. you know, for our department and then, you know, what I think we can now define as a spree killer. um, Right. I mean, you've had to navigate mm-hmm. some, I mean, not only local, you know, interest, right. you know, tragedies, but on a, on a national scale. On a national scale, I mean, within about a few weeks of taking taking over EPSA. Head first into the shallow end yeah. a little bit here, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes, but uh, yeah. And so it's, it, without a doubt, please know it's a heavy, it's a heavy lift. Wow. But um, when I think about the community that I represent and the department that I represent, that's what gives me my strength and, and will to endure that. Um, and it's not endure as in um, burdensome. It's endure for that that spark, that that life, that understanding of, hey, we can get we can get through these hard times. And if we need to add on another challenge, that is oh, that's OK. But if we collectively work to together um, and treat each other with respect, know that everybody is working hard for a common goal. Um, that's that's what that's what drives that's what drives me, is that it's those that I'm that I represent at the organization. I want to do the best for for them, and I want to do the best for our Austin community. Mm-hmm. I you've served here a long time. I, like you I have, have, you know, I've was born mm-hmm. and raised here. So I have mm-hmm. this like automatically vested yeah. interest in, yeah. you know, the vibrancy of this community and it being somewhere that, you know, people love and want to live, want to visit. Um, I would say you're just as invested oh, absolutely. At, by this point. I mean, you've served this community, like you said, for 26 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Austin is just a such a vibrant and unique and eclectic and quirky city. Um, and then the the people that live here, you know, they they have 
unfortunately experienced, you know, an, an increase in violent crime, an increase in uh, just minor, minor crimes, petty crime. And also, I understand that we do need to work on rebuilding public trust. I, I understand that we we need to be intentional about rebuilding those those relationships that have been whether it's broken or frayed. I we just need to be intentional about working on working on rebuilding that that trust with the with the community. And while I understand we are short on on officers, I hear you, gotcha, check. It does not diminish our investment to engage our community because still we're serving we're serving the Austin community and and we need to deliver our policing services within the expectations of those that we're delivering the services to which is the Austin Austin community and what better way to make sure that we're doing that than engaging than engaging with them so it's just it's like you said it's so challenging with the limited resources um i think you know, one of the the things that I always tried to keep in the forefront of my mind when I was, you know, regardless of, you know, was I arriving at a family disturbance, what, you know, whatever the call was, that, you know, you can engage with the community in every contact you have. Agree. And I think, you know, sometimes there's an emphasis on, you know, kind of these more like large scale events, the, you know, kind of these community dialogues and these forums and um, all of which are critically important to, to us, you know, rebuilding and maintaining that, that trust between, you know, the police and the community. But, you know, there's also that opportunity every single time you put the uniform on and you talk to one person that, that is like a deposit in the in that integrity jar, in that, you know, trust. In the trust, in, yep. You know. In the trust um, coffers. We need to rebuild the trust right. coffers. Um, yeah. And and so, you know, I, I want to encourage, you know, our officers to, to remember that. I know you're tired. I know it's been a long, long <laughs> couple of years. Yes. I know it's been a hard yes. couple of years. But we're cops and we love control, right? Like, we, we <laughs> love to help people that's why we do this like we, we want to fix everything we do um and you know that's kind of an easy way to stay motivated yeah, absolutely like, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have a positive interaction with it may not start mm -hmm. off positive because oftentimes <laughs> it doesn't because it as i remind a lot of people they do not call the police because they're having the best day of their lives, lives. yeah they're not um, inviting us to a yeah. party but uh, you know, we have an opportunity. not inviting us right. to a good time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um to kind of you know Flip that and and turn turn every interaction into a positive interaction and slowly but surely, hopefully that gets us to a position where we have the people that we need to to provide this kind of like larger community engagement program. Right. Um, yeah. And so garner I'm, yeah and garner community support. Yes. Uh, to know that we're 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 literally here, like I said, to to serve them, um, and we we work for we work for the Austin community. We work for those tax taxpayers that are that are out there, um, but we need their support. We do. You know, we need their support. We we can't the Austin. We can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. And Nor should we? Yeah, yeah. And it's and it and it's not just advocating for policing. We're we're advocating for community safety. Yes. And a 
element of that, a big element of that, is the police department and and law enforcement services. And so, community needs to advocate for them for themselves, for mm-hmm. their for their own safety and their expectations. What they have been used to or accustomed to is is it's just diminished. Is not what yeah. what they're getting. <laughs> is diminished. You Correct. know. Um, like, but like I said, it's not because of uh, uh, the lack of the quality of the organization or the people that are here. It's we just have few. So I need the community to advocate for for its for itself mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, we we expect better, but we want we want better, and we know the way to do it is we need more police police officers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that you know, I think a lot of the community is starting to tune in mm-hmm. a little more than than maybe they had been before and are um, kind of becoming more educated on the realities. Um, you know, oftentimes there's this idea that we can fake it till we make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, in prior years, that's been a kind of the, the facade that we've tried to you know, display to the community, like everything's fine here. Don't look, don't, don't look too closely. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Everything's fine. Um, when in reality it wasn't fine. Um, and we've now, you know, continued to, like you say, a trit, we are right. not recruiting at, um, a rate to even put a dent in the deficit we're, we're operating at. And, um, and I, I'm hopeful that the community is recognizing that. Right. And is recognizing that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about us wanting a bunch of cops to go around and, you know, you know, place people in handcuffs and arrest everyone. Yeah. We're not looking to over police. We're looking to. We want, like, we just want. Community safety. Them to be safe. That's it. Yeah. Community safety. And, you know, secondarily, we want to be safe. And. Concur. There is just no way around it when there are more of us. We can use more resources. We can use more strategies. We have more brains to come up with yep. alternative, innovative ideas. The box Absolutely, ways to do things. We do. Like it just mm-hmm. it's it would improve things in every single way imaginable. And I hope the community is recognizing it in the way that I think they are. Yeah. So, like I said, advocate for themselves, right? For their own community safety, mm-hmm. for, sure. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I could I could also say that. I don't think we anticipated, like I said, we're in one of these, another one of that, those unprecedented times where the attrition rate has continually remained high. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody, because nobody put that in my inbox, oh, hey, you should anticipate your attrition rate is going to be at this exceedingly high level for this long. Right. For this long. And I think that's the that's the thing that has just been kind of that nothing to see here thinking that, oh, this is just going to be for this year. Because and, we've, always, <laughs> we've never seen it before. Yeah. So and, it can't and, possibly continue. And then it, then it can't possibly happen for another year. And then it does. And then another. And it, well, it truly can't happen for another. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> and yeah. And so, yeah. So in 2023, we had our highest attrition rate ever in the history of the Austin Police Department with 161. <laughs> And who, like I said, that that wasn't in the inbox. Mm-hmm. A year from now, that lot, one. A lot that of one. things that weren't in that inbox. <laughs> yeah. that, that probably would have been useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I said, we'll we'll figure. We're gonna we'll have figure to it figure out. it out, and we're gonna we have to. Yeah, we have to collectively work. We will not abandon our post. That's right. We will mm-hmm. not abandon our 
post. We collectively just have to be, um, like I said, engaged in, hey, what are some solutions? But then it's incumbent upon all of us to help move the organization Mm -hmm. forward. It can't be I'm going to rely on this one person or I'm going to rely on the executive staff or I'm just going to rely on supervisors or those, um, the APA or those that are just been the natural people that Mm -hmm. have been advocates for for the department or advocates for for the community. No, everybody. We need buy-in from every single person. I... I'm I'm hesitant to use the word buy-in. Buy-in, okay. Why is that? Because I'm not selling okay. nothing. Okay. I'm not here to sell anything. I'm here to do my job. Mm-hmm. And in order to do my job, this is what I this is what I need. I need everybody to, like I said, the community advocating for itself. Mm-hmm. I need the officers here, every single officer, to advocate for the help that they help that they. So need. maybe is commitment commitment a better word? dedication, okay. um, a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Because those that are the best recruiters for an organization are those that work in it. Mm -hmm. And I need people to actively be recruiting, actively finding those quality individuals that we believe would be a positive contribution to our community and the organization. Not just leave it at the staff that's assigned to the recruiting department to to do it. Everybody should be uh, assisting and taking on that role because everybody's being impacted sure. by our by our low staffing mm-hmm. levels. Well, come on, let's do this. Let's actively work together to get those numbers up at recruiting, which will then have higher number of cadets in class, which will then have a higher uh, you know graduation rate, which then means more officers. Mm-hmm. Now, do I know that this is going to take time? Absolutely. Let's start now. Let's start now. Let's get after it. We're ready to do the heavy lifting. I'm ready to do the heavy lifting. Let's go. So kind of just to to wrap things up, mm-hmm. I so my my grandfather was um, a very talkative man. And so when I would um, I always had this saying that you ask him what time it is and he tells you to how to build a clock. And so I love this. um idea of, you know, tell me something in five sentences or less, Mm -hmm. um, because I've used that my whole life with him. Um, So if you had your entire police department in front of you in a room, you had this captive audience, what would you say to them in five sentences or less? Wow. That's... I love you. (laughs) Wow. Uh, What an impressive and resilient professional group of people who, what are the odds we all just happen to land at the Austin Police Department? And I could not be more more proud of them. I would also say hang in there. Hang in there. Um, And your life clock is running. Your life clock is running. So do what you can in the time that God has graced us with to have the best outcome for every, everyone. I'd also say take care of yourself. Like I always say, take care of you. So that that wellness element, you have to find the time to to do what you can to make sure that you're good. Because when you're good, then those that you're working with, your families are good. You can better serve your family. You can better serve the community. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, take care of your families. Take care of each each other. 
you know, we're all in the trenches together. So make sure your brothers and sisters to the right and to the left and those you surround yourself with are, are taken care of too. Um, have fun. Have fun. This is a wonderful, rewarding career. We are peace officers in the best state, Texas. <laughs> in the union in the world um and we get to do it in the in the in the capital of texas we get to be peace officers in texas i mean first of all that's awesome but to do it in austin which is the the capital city i mean wow what a tremendous honor and privilege to to do it so all that 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 persona and everything that comes with being you know a texas peace officer just embrace it and love it um and like I said, just uh, know that we're here to serve the Austin community to the best of our abilities. They deserve it. They, they truly, they truly do. There, there's a reason the expectations are, are so high. We set them. <laughs> we set them. We did. Um, so we, we just need to, to, to not just uh, say, well, we don't have the staffing. We can't get there. No, we can, we can get there. We can get there. We just have to collectively work together to do it. So that's what I would say. All righty. Mm-hmm. Any last words? Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, very proud of very proud of you, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Um, and yes, I will just close with apdrecruiting.org, apdrecruiting.org, and also uh, 30 by 30. <laughs> 30 by 30 initiative. Oh, and just in case people are not aware, 30 by 30 means we are trying to hire 30% of our workforce to be females by the year 2030. So when you hear 30 by 30, that's what that is. Probably so. should have explained that. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. That one's on me. <laughs> but no. Yeah, so just stay positive, work hard, all in it together. Resiliency. We'll do it. Thank together. you. Together. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you. And um, most importantly, we appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. My honor and privilege, always. Thank you. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in once again to the Austin Police Association podcast. Uh, Chief Henderson, uh, on behalf of the association, thank you for coming in and speaking with us today. Uh, Looking forward to the direction in which you're taking the department. Uh, We may not always agree between the police association and the chief of police, but we appreciate your candidness and your willingness to go out and fight on behalf of the 1,400 officers here in the police department. Everyone out there, uh, be safe, and uh, we'll check you next time. Oh,